What a Hockey, the podcast about Texas hockey and the culture and stories that surround it. Please, as always, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at What a Hockey. Yes, including LinkedIn and X. I am Jason Aguirre, your host for today. Uh, the gang is not here today. We are just it's me solo today. We're going to have a, another Throwback Thursday episode for you guys. But before we get into that, there is still time to sign up for the Third Line Draft Tournament in North Texas at Nitex. It's the weekend of August 25th to the 27th, and it includes a full uniform and five promise games on Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a blast, so make sure you head up to Third Line Draft. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T dot com ASAP before all the spots are gone. That's next week, guys. If you're hearing this, you should just sign up today. Stop what you're doing. Sign up today and before you go to the third line draft tournament next week go ahead and go over to sauce toss it's the game of the summer and you are if you're looking for a way to spend some time in the heat head over to saucetoss.com and use promo code what a sauce for 10 percent off your entire order today also whenever you're going to the tournament next week for third line draft make sure you head to the rink looking fresh. You're going to want to play every day with nice mitts. The perfect fit beyond the rink where athleisure meets hockey. Nice mitts brings players and a complete lineup of hockey athleisure apparel and ultralight pro level gloves. Introducing the Pro Series mitts designed for players who want pro level protection and the ability to fill the puck like never before. The PSM gloves are the first hockey gloves that are machine wash friendly. That's perfect for everybody. Now your gloves are going to stay fresh and look new for every shift. Check them out at nicemitts.com and score 10% off at checkout with code WHATAHOCKEY10. Now today we have another special throwback Thursday for you as we sat down with Marty Turco like back in 2021 and we caught up on the old days while hearing what he's up to now. So Sit back and enjoy this replay of episode number 45, The Gang Talks to Marty. Back to another juicy episode of Water Hockey brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and proudly supported by DraftKings. As always, use promo code THPN on the DraftKings app today to get in on all the action and make sure to share Water Hockey with all your friends, your families, your enemies, your loved ones on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, we got a LinkedIn too, kind of professional at Water Hockey on all of those bad boys. Holy moly, boys, hockey is back officially. Uh, the stars 
The stars are back as of today. We're recording on Tuesday, but you're listening to this on Thursday. Fourth wall is broken. I'm going to kick it over to Patrick, as we always do, joined by Jason and myself, Fink. Patrick, first and foremost, how was your weekend? Bro, let me tell you. <laughs> tell me. Oh, It's a good thing we had a few days between now and Saturday, because if we'd have done this Sunday morning, I would have been talking very little because my voice was completely gone. Completely gone? Why? What happened? Was there some <laughs> college football game this weekend that went in your favor? Man, that could apply to a lot of people. And no, I'm That's not an true. Aggie. That's I'm not, true. I'm not a cult member. Whoop. A cult no, member. <laughs> let me tell you. I've mentioned it a few times. I am an OU graduate. And that was one of the most spectacular football games as an OU fan, an OU diehard fan that I have ever seen. Started drinking probably eh, 10 o'clock and we I didn't leave. That day. Yeah, that's that's a pretty late. Well, actually, we did our first shot at 930. So so 930 till five of just nonstop drinking and yelling. I was jumping up and down at the rustic, high-fiving anybody wearing crimson fans. I gave some Nebraska fans a polite fist bump. They were wearing red and not orange, so they qualified. <laughs> You're in. I was throwing horns down. I may or may not have yelled fuck Texas a couple times. Ooh, um, it's, you know, it's all in good fun. It's all good but fun. at the same time, I'm super happy they lost because Texas tears just injected into my veins. You absolutely love to hear it. That was a great weekend. That's all. So I'm you bounce. Say. So you bounce back is what you're saying. I mean, I don't think I sound horrible today. I don't really. No, you sound crispy. You sound amazing. Thank uh, you. And you know what else sounds crispy? The tink of a golf ball off a driver after a fantastic strike. But you know what? I don't have a golf course right next to me. But you know what? If we you could. called, well, you could. Yeah, I want. Can you help me? Can you help me, Dad? I'm going to tell you where to go right off the bat this time. I'm going to tell you to go to therangegolf.com. I'm going to tell you to go to at the range underscore golf on Instagram. A little switcheroo for you. Oh, and if you're wondering what that is, the range golf is the answer to all of your mobile golf simulation questions, needs, wants, desires, gotta haves. It is your one stop shop for courses maybe that are inaccessible, they're private courses. They're super expensive. Maybe you don't even have golf clubs. Guess what? The range has all that for you. They have TaylorMade Sim Max 2s, the latest and greatest from TaylorMade. Beautiful clubs. You can get all of your stats measured, your swing speed, ball speed, smash factor. Smash factor. People can't see us on on video, but everybody leaned in real dramatically to get ready for that one. There was a lineup. Oh, yeah. You got to rear up for it. Yeah, exactly. Got to so, swing accordingly. Once you have the stats, you know what's wrong, and you can fix your swing. Maybe hire a coach, have him sw- oh. fix your swing for you. All of that and more can be found at therangegolf.com. They got the full course list, rates, booking, availability. You got some questions. They have some answers. And for a little more golf content in your life, we all need some at the range underscore golf. T-Box Tuesdays. Check it out. And let them bring the range to you. Let them bring the range to you, folks. Well, we're all winners this weekend. So, Jason, how did how did you win the weekend, my friend? 
Man, I uh, won the weekend by starting it on Thursday with my homies Ooh. at the game. Oh, hey, we went to the Stars game last week. We sure did. We went to the Stars uh, game and we were bubbles. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, right. We were. We did not win we, that though. We yeah, it's did okay. Not win that. <laughs> we had our amigos won it, and it's perfectly fine. It is okay. We're allowed to say that. Are we allowed to say that we let them win? We let. Did them. we let them win? This is our show. We let them win. Of course we did. Yeah. <laughs> of course we did. Got we to say did. hi to Selena Ray. Yep. Nice to meet her in person. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Huge shout out to our friends uh, that kind of set that up for us. You know who you are. Huge shout out to everyone we saw too. We saw we saw Rubes, who uh, another announcement is making. You know the the Wada Wit, the Wada Hockey beer official beer of Wada Hockey. Not related to Kingsville Brewery. Not yet. Maybe. Wink, wink. How are you? Uh, but yeah, sorry, Chase, and I took over your weekend. What else did you do this weekend? Oh no, it's fine. Then we hung out with our boy Hussein, man. Hussein, uh, who is at the, like I said, recording on Tuesday, released on Thursday at the Vegas home opener as we speak. Oof. Dude's living his best hockey life right now. Absolutely, fellow beer leaguer, skated this weekend. The guy is just him and his dad came to the game. They were the winners of the uh, the Vegas the Vegas. They were the winners of the ticket giveaway that we did a couple of weeks back. Uh, and he actually flew in from Vegas, took his dad to the game. We got to meet up with him, chat with him a little bit. It was really cool to to, to meet some of the people that have been listening to the show from afar. Yeah, it was it was great to connect with them. Great dude, uh, tons of fun. But yeah, it was a it was a solid little weekend. Went to the fair yesterday. Enjoyed that. My stomach hurts from it, but it's uh, to be expected. And uh, yeah, like, so I'm not a big uh, Texas or OU. Uh, I have no allegiance to either, but uh, I was definitely entertained. I, uh, the, that five hour fucking football game. I can't imagine uh, worth, drinking worth every deer, minute, but uh, dude, that was, that was something else. Absolutely stunning. Just one more point about that. Cause I, I've watched the game highlights like three times again already in the third quarter. Our friend that was with us, I told her, we're only down 18 at the half. There's still time. You got to believe. And I believed the whole way through. Dude. And, and it worked because guess what? Oh, you came out victorious. They secured, and covered the spread. They covered Boomer. the spread. They Sooner. secured the bag. Speaking of securing the bag, because we are so <laughs> just well-threaded. Jason. <laughs> Tell me about how we can secure the bag. Man, if you are looking to uh, secure and replace that old uh, moldy hockey bag with busted zipper on it, go check out our link in the bio and scroll down to get your uh, 15% off your Conway and Banks bag. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include removable organizers that keep all your gear organized. And it keeps everything dry with that waterproof material and that just giant vents on the side. My personal favorite feature is that built-in foot mat. Foot it mat. keeps my feet dry from those nasty-ass locker rooms. Come in three different sizes and colors, so you'll be sure to find one that you love. Get 15% off your uh, bag and your order uh, by using code WHATAHOCKEY15 and get your gear to the rink in style. Style, 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 style. 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 
style uh, before, points. Before we uh, jump over, yeah. I, I had a great week too. Uh, may or may not have a cone behind me that signified that I was the player of the game for the little pylons. What's oh, up, yeah. LPs? I was uh, a full size cone. It's a full size cone. Uh, we lost, but it's a full size cone. I always get trophies in losing efforts. Uh, it's like a like a mirror for me. Um, <laughs> I like that you put the helmet on it. On him yeah, too. it's got the water hockey uh, sticker on the side. He's well protected. He's watching the door. So if anyone, you know, any intruders, uh, he's going to be protected. So, so is it like Mr. Hat? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's not about like, did you have the best stats? No, it's not about the uh, best stats. No, it's, it's not it's, about the best stats. It's, it's about uh, the the spirit that you bring to the game in the locker room, uh, and and yeah, I I, I skated can do attitude. I, I was a, I was I was very gritty. Uh, I was in in, in orange, so uh, essentially I was the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, obviously, with the game uh, on Thursday, I had an absolute blast meeting everybody. Can't wait to meet more people. We'll we'll get to the uh, Marty Turco interview here in just a second. There's, you know, we do an hour or so show. I feel like with hockey starting, um, we're going to start to carry over a little bit. So I do apologize if you're looking for the hour long show. But guess what? It's hockey season. So you're going to get a little more hockey. God forbid you get more hockey in your life. God forbid. Podcast. Yeah. And another way you can get more hockey is by heading over to uh, Sauce Toss, saucetoss.com, uh, hashtag bags for beauties. Uh, if you guys have not heard me talk about it, it's this fantastic, essentially a cornhole game for hockey players. Uh, you have a, a bigger and a smaller net for a one point and three point action. But yeah, check out saucetoss.com. Make sure you plug in the code WADAHockey to get 10% off your entire order, uh, which is a sizable little chunk of change. And we've got a couple people that have ordered it so far. Thank you so much for that. Uh, but yeah, super excited to work with them. It's a really fun game. Well, I do want to talk about real quick before we jump over to the Marty Turco interview. The Allen Americans announced this amazing tournament called the Americans College Classic, uh, presented by Fast Science Plano. Uh, which, by the way, Fast Science Plano is run by an old Allen Americans hockey player. That's why I wanted to throw that in there for them. But they are selling tickets now. It includes the universities of UNT, SMU, TCU, and DBU. They will take on each other uh, in a college classic for all of DFW. And you can go to uh, FIVO.com, get your tickets set up. It's a really cool thing that they're doing to kind of spread awareness for not only just the sport of hockey, but the club sport. Uh, because a lot of these teams are representing their schools and people don't know or aren't aware of it. But yeah, all four of those teams, as well as Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Baylor most recently brought their club team back. Uh, but guys, these are not uh, paid for by the schools. There are no scholarship uh, scholarship opportunities. These are basically programs that the kids put together on their own and are paid through uh, boosters and fundraisers and, and, and uh, GoFundMes. It's, it's all out of pocket for them. So the travel, everything, the rink time, the equipment, the jerseys. It was really cool to be at the media announcement today uh, and, and see you know a couple of representatives from all four of those uh, universities here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. But the dates will be... Uh, on November 14th, January 30th, and then that will go over to uh, March 4th and March 5th. Um, all of those are uh, tied to Allen Americans games too. So we have the link posted on all of our social media accounts. You'll be seeing us talk about them a lot more here in the coming months. And we'll probably have a couple of these kids from these different schools on uh, here and there to kind of promote. Uh, but Huge, huge round of applause to the Allen Americans, uh, Jacob Rubito with the Allen Americans for really spearheading this cause. But yeah, uh, hockey is everywhere. 
from the elementary level all the way to uh, the NHL. And there are no stops in between here in Texas now with club team hockey and colleges. So um, Patrick, I think OU actually has a club team. I know Jason is an alumni of uh, the UNT Mean Green. So got to see those jerseys in person today. And I will tell you, they pop. Yeah, that picture you sent, man. Those things are fucking sick. Those guys need to hook us up. Not hook us up. Like I'm always willing to get that jersey. Yeah, I just I need the link so I can buy it. Yeah, Yeah. it's a call to action. We'll 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 help him out. But (laughs) um man, just super excited to see the game and the sport grow here in the DFW area. But the stars are back. Uh tonight is their first game. So it'll be interesting to see them line up against the New York Rangers. We're lucky because we're getting an early start start time, six PM. Central Standard Time, since they are over on the East Coast. You know, guys, initial last thoughts before the Stars season begins. Patrick, how are how are you feeling on a confidence level from 1 to 10? Where are we at for you, Patrick? I'm an eternal optimist, so I'm at like a 12 right now. Woo! Hot, big number. My cousin and a couple buddies did a championship draft for the four major sports excluding baseball since it's almost over and i went full homer outside of the nfl picked the cardinals for the nfl to win Mm, and then went mavs stars oklahoma okay yeah i mean luca obviously dirk and him are like like best friends uh as well as boban but 12 out of 10 love it jason one out of 10 where's your optimism lying with the dallas stars Ooh, uh, 9.75. Ooh, okay. Ooh, 9.75. So nine, $9 yep. and, and three quarters. Okay. Yep. What's, uh, what's your reasoning behind that? What's the, what's the 25 cents a doubt? It might be a new segment. It's just Dallas sports in general. There's like a stigma behind Dallas sports, whether it's the Cowboys. Uh, and obviously they're, they're off to a great start. Hell, they're a couple of missed field goals away from being five and zero right now. But fair, we're fair, not here fair. to talk about we're not here to talk about football. We're here Hockey to talk podcast. about Dallas Stars hockey. Yep. And then other than '99 and uh, 2011 with the Mavericks, there hasn't been, been much. a lot of great. Exactly, there's been a lot of great teams that have amounted to some good runs Sec- in second place. Yeah, in, in second place, exactly. Uh, so I mean, I think how the preseason really showed a lot of depth with our young guys. And there was a lot of, lot of good stuff that came out of it, and I am excited to see what what the future holds for this team. I, I do think the stars are set up for maybe not just success this year, but I mean in the coming years for sure. That this isn't just going to be a we got to hit while the iron's hot right now. It, it looks like this program is headed in the right direction, and I'm, I'm it's exciting to see. So I mean, yes, we we may not get there again, you know, this year, but we're we're going to get close. So I love it. I love it. I love the little room. Uh, And if we want to go ahead and and write that down for all the fans that are listening to French Fry Nation, uh, 25 cents a doubt. I don't know. It just sounds like a fun segment we could have. We could call the episode that. I I don't know. There's a pretty important interview coming up. We've got a pretty, yeah. Uh, So I I will say I'm going to go uh, uh, 10 out of 10. Perfect. I'm going perfect 10. I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not going to go with the 12 out of 10. Patrick took that. I can't. I can't run with that. Overboard. Go, you could. You oh, could no, okay, not overboard. Do you go 13, confident. 13 out of 10. No, because 13 is an unlucky number. I don't want to be unlucky. I don't want to be the reason they don't. 12.9. Okay, 12.9. I'm going to go 12.9 out of 10. So 13. Uh, but realistically, <laughs> 10 out of 10. 
Uh, I, I feel like this team is is well suited for success. Obviously, we've talked about if they can stay healthy, they're one of the top teams in the league. If they can squeeze into the playoffs outside of this division that they're in, because it is one of the most tenacious divisions in all of the NHL, I think we're looking at a very, very exciting opportunity uh, to be a Dallas Stars fan. I mean, hell, I, I don't want to like kind of foreshadow that something that's going to happen in the episode, but after our I mean, can we can I talk about like what we just talked about with Marty? Like I know the magic of radios, you know, obviously we recorded with Marty beforehand, but I mean Marty brought up a good point about Holtby being a pretty big part to this team this year, uh, with with Dobby. And so like it's just that goalie duo right now is just gonna be big and fun. So big and fun. Goalies are are big big and fun uh now i was gonna bring up the fact that yes we uh we are about to drop the uh marty turco interview if you'll bear with us for just a moment um because guess what that's news this is the news and this is news this is the news and this is news (laughs) uh so before we kick it over to marty turco just want to give one huge shout out to uh the homies over at texas hockey apparel uh they just released some new hoodies so fall and winter are officially here because texas hockey apparel sets so so make sure to head over to Texas Hockey Apparel, snag you a couple of those hoodies. I know he has got some orders coming in, too, for some new stuff. So make sure to keep an eye on that. Uh, the NHL is back. And honestly, guys, I got nothing left for you. So without further ado, Marty Turco. Our, uh, our next guest really needs no introduction, especially for you water hockey listeners, but we got to pump his tires just a tad anyway. Uh, he's an alumni of the currently undefeated Michigan Wolverines on the football field and easily one of the most talented hockey teams in recent memory uh, in the collegiate level. He's an 11-year veteran of the NHL playing with the Chicago Blackhawks, the Boston Bruins, but most notably for us playing nine seasons with the Dallas Stars where he was drafted 124th overall in the 94 NHL entry draft and was once noted as the smartest goalie in the NHL by one Don Cherry, the one and only Marty Turco. Welcome to Water Hockey. Ah, thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, I don't mind the intro, you know, glad, <laughs> glad you did it. Yeah, we've been excited to get you on here. Uh, obviously, your your name goes further than anything we can give you. Uh Thank you so much for the time chatting with us. You've been running day and night promoting uh, your cousin's brewery, you and your cousin's brewery, Kingsville Brewery. Uh, what's that been like, and, and what was the process bringing the idea to fruition in uh, cans on store shelves? Well, um, we'll get right in. I appreciate you guys uh, having me, and the uh, usual standard line is uh, thank me at the end. Yeah, um, <laughs> this goes, right? Um, yeah, definitely running a little ragged The uh, the fun stuff is, you know, we got three kids, one's in college, one getting ready for college and a little guy that's playing hockey and is in school. So uh, between the brewery, working full time for the stars, bringing the beer down here, Kingsville to market in Texas, is, it, it has been a little a little daunting, but it's fun. You know, I'm, I'm young. I'm just young enough where I think I can handle it all. You know, where it all really all started, you're right, my cousin Mark, uh, last name is Muzzin. Um, we're just one year apart. We're like, you know, brothers from the first time we met at our grandparents um, uh, or my grandparents' camp uh, back in Sault Ste. Marie. And it's like nothing cooler than owning a family business. And uh, it's also nothing cooler than having beers to go uh, along with the <laughs> family business. So people always ask me why. It's like, man, lifetime feels like of, uh, of drinking beer. It goes hand in hand with hockey. And uh, But his wife, Isabella, and him were in the 
wine space before they understood it. Uh, he made a great beer. He's had a great brewmaster. Um, there was a lot to learn, which we have. We still got a long ways to go, but it's been a it's been a wild ride to say the least. Really think we got a got something cool going on with our lifestyle brand known as Kingsville Brewery. Um, all the way from Ontario and down here in Texas, where I'm at. Uh, it'll be really a lot of fun filling in the middle between there. There's a lot of real estate. Uh, so we, uh, by no means aren't, uh, we're up to the task, but we got, uh, we got, anyway, we, we got some great flavors. Our, our, our uh, brewmaster, Derek Della Crayley, Broccoli is his name. Broccoli just makes wonderful, <laughs> wonderful drinking beer. So uh, I'm probably going to crack one when, uh, you know, when, when I'll let you guys ask the next question. Yeah, by all, by what's, all means. What's your favorite one? Which one are you going to pop now? You know, sometimes it's seasonal, right? I mean, I'd probably drink the most is our light A. Uh, you know, it's 4% yep. and it's, it's actually a full-bodied light beer, locale, the whole deal. Uh, I, I mean, my favorite is the Czech lager. Um, Derek makes an awesome beer. Um, our half's been our number one seller, but le- lately I, I've been probably pounding mostly our I- IPA. Um, I'm not a big IPA guy, but this one is uh, lower on the IPA spectrum. Doesn't have that bitter after finish. Uh, it's just a really well balanced beer, and it's not quite cold here in Dallas. But uh, I've I've I'll pretend like it is, and I just went straight to the IPA over the last couple of weeks. God, we're we're craving that cold weather. We, we touched on it a little bit uh, this past couple of days, but uh, yeah, the light A is uh, probably my favorite so far. Like you were saying, full bodied lager. It's easy to drink. Hopefully, the uh, the powers that be, the AAC. I know it's uh, kind of a business deal realize how uh how fantastic it is and bring it on tap for you here uh these next couple of seasons if not sooner yeah what would you say has been the most challenging part uh you know it's like you were saying you're still working through things obviously with broccoli uh being the head brewer you kind of kind of tinker with flavors and things what but outside of of that realm for you and your cousin what has been the most challenging part of starting up kingsville brewery you know that's a good one you know some of our competition or some people in the business don't own a brewery itself. They just make beer from other people and, and, and our marketing company. We're uh, soup to nuts. So we decided to build a brewery from scratch um, right there on Lake Erie. Um, beautiful little spot. So that that right there at its challenges, supply chain now is an issue. Uh, but more than anything, you know, it's just such a saturated market, a very competitive space, which I love, you know, being a hockey player and uh, the shells have never been more colorful or full. And uh, there's a lot of great beers out there. Some not so much, but there are. And so the challenge is getting in people's hands, right? It's, uh, you know, what is it? What, what makes us unique? What's our story? We got great packaging. We got great beers. Um, so just learning the nuances of the distribution um, try not to, you know, waste any kind of money. It's impossible not to, but be really smart mm-hmm. about it. Uh, and having good people in your corner, like anything, I think that's the the best part. It's the most challenging, but uh, when you find some good people that tr- you trust, you got to keep them, uh, keep them happy and keep them engaged. And so, uh, running a family business but treating it like a Fortune 500 company is uh, there's a challenge in itself, right there. You know, so we got a lot of passion. We got a lot of um, energy, uh, in this, but we also, you know, had some time and we have some good partners. Um, and so staying true to, you know, our team, our shareholders, um, and while trying to run it and keep it like a family business, all, all that, all of the above has been a challenge. And, uh, you know, uh, at my age, trying to not drink your own product to look like uh, a beer can <laughs> has probably been one of the challenges too. 
Have you talked with uh, Ed Belfour at all uh, about doing a collaboration with Belfour Whiskey and maybe using some of those barrels to maybe do like a, a whiskey aged Kingsville's uh, Kingsville Brewer? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We, you know, his son Dane and, and daughter Regan uh, and Ed, you know, it's a fam- real family business for them. They've, they've got an awesome team around them. Uh, a lot of people that I know well. So we've we've had the conversations. Usually when Ed and I are together, it's at a gala or a tasting or something. We haven't got too deep into conversations. But the idea has been thrown around. And I think it'd be a really interesting uh, collab. Uh, as of now, I kind of stick to the Czech lager and uh, the Belfort Spirits bourbon. A uh, nice little shot, like a beer barrel, slide it in there. I promise mm-hmm. you it'll be the best uh little one-two combination that, you, that you've had it gets dangerous you don't get you wrong oh yeah <laughs> it'd be really cool to have a you know some kind of goalie tandem collaboration down the line and we have a we have a our, we have a whiskey stout it's a barrel aged deal so uh it's nothing new to us so it'd be pretty neat if we can uh, accomplish that goal yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Patrick here, but I do want to say to everyone that's listening, uh, yeah, try try these beers. Uh, they're they're a very uh, classy uh, can. Uh, the, the matte finish is, is very nice. I, I love the way it looks. But, yeah, Kingsville Brewery, uh, check them out. Um, you can find them pretty much all on store shelves throughout DFW. I know you've been pumping them, you know, Tom Thumb and quite a few local chains. But, yeah, before we jump over to hockey, definitely check out Kingsville Brewery because it's – it's not a joke. I know a lot of people see athletes and celebrities start to make, you know, their vodkas or whatever you have it. Uh, this is not a gimmick. This stuff is fantastic. So I appreciate you saying that. Fink, uh, Goody Goody's been great to us. Total Wine and uh, and Tom Thumb has been really the best. They're most of those stores in the Metroplex. And uh, my best part of the thing I get to do is I get to go to these tastings and people, not one time, people are like, hey, man, I do this for a living. That's garbage. Uh, everybody's <laughs> flattering us with about the beer and packaging it's still competitive to, to stay on the shelves or get a tap um that's the fun part for me and so uh they are good you know we my cousin and i own it this isn't i'm not some influencer some washed up hockey guy promoting a beer um you know it's our company and there's a lot of passion behind it yeah absolutely diving over to the world of hockey and i'm think i'm gonna go grab some of that tomorrow by the way <laughs> um not only are you such a big part of the Dallas Stars history uh, and still a huge part of the organization as president of the Dallas Stars Foundation, what has your journey been like uh, post-hockey now approaching your fourth full year? I wish it was my fourth full year, unless I'm in some kind of time war. It's been a while since I've played pro <laughs> hockey, but then the uh, you know post-career has been been interesting, been a challenge. Um, you know, there's, there's no book, there's nobody really out there other than other hockey guys and athletes for that matter that have, you know, gone through this, you know, retirement in your thirties, sometimes in your twenties. But for me, when I was 36 years old, hanging them up, it's like, mm, what next? But um, mm-hmm. ever since I got the amazing opportunity to go to university of Michigan and be around some amazing people, uh, some good mentors, I knew I'd always look forward to, to retirement if you want to call it that and you know what my next phase and stage of life would look like. And, and, uh, you know, didn't come without some hiccups some bad attitudes, um, you know, some bad decisions, um, just trying to do certain things. And it, t- it did, it took me, you know, six months to get over it, um, which could be long or short for some people. Uh, it took me two years to really get into a routine, um, which is harder said than done at great support group uh, starting right here at home. Um, and, you know, then it was like, all right, now what, you know, and uh, 
found a really cool niche with the Dallas Stars. Um, our CEO and president now, Brad Alberts, brought me on as a kind of an alumni. He knew I had some aspirations in the business world and um, it really taught me the business side of the sports, which has been great. Uh, found a home with the Dallas Stars Foundation, got surrounded by a great team there. We do some great work in the community, which uh, it's just, you know, it's yeoman's work, but it's just so satisfying every day to make a difference in the community in which you live and grew up in and um, had a professional career. And so that part's uh, it's been a ton of fun just to throw in a, a business here It's um, with, with the brewery on top of it, um, you know. The time to, there's not enough time in the day once in a while, but I think we're on the the right path of finding a lot of great people to to help us and to uh, organize this beer and get it to where we want it to be, um, where I can find a resettle back in and um, you know be the best at what I can be, which is with the Dallas Stars and very helpful with the Kingsville Brewery along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of of getting a little bit of help for you, uh, maybe on the star side of things, the uh, the stars made a pretty cool hiring uh, fellow Wolverine alumni with Al Montoya, who's going to be coming on as the uh, director of community outreach. Uh, you know, specializing with the, the the Hispanic community here in the Texas, you know, Dallas Fort Worth area. Have you had a chance to really kind of chat with him a little bit and kind of reminisce on the uh, on the on the Michigan playing days? I know you guys didn't play together, uh, but you know, having that that common past bond. Have you guys had a chance to kind of dive into that a little bit? Yeah, we, we certainly have. Um, we office close to each other. Um, I felt really just felt good bringing Al into our organization, talking him up and letting people know about his character, his desire to make, just to make change and to bring a, a great sport um, into other people's lives and to help our brand, the Dallas Stars overarching brand, um, just to more people. And I, I really can't think of another a better person for this outreach um, on our attempt to just do it, just do it the right way. Do it with the people. I mean, he's a, mm-hmm. you know, Cuban American, um, you know, his, his mom was born and raised in, in Cuba. Uh, Al's got a big personality. He's a great guy. was an awesome goaltender. And uh, we're just very fortunate for the stars. Honestly, and this community um, is going to, you know, see the difference uh, over the years because Al Montoya is here. So we've had more than a few opportunities to get together, <laughs> talk shop, to drink some Kingsvilles, uh, have a tequila and a cigar recently, just to to get him here. So he, I mean, hey, man, you got to give the guy a lot of credit. Um, I did say that he'd have a he'd have a real a real opportunity, a real stage here with the Dallas Stars in this great state of Texas. Being the only NHL team for, I mean, 800, 900 miles to just get into the community and uh, and make a difference. And he moved his family from Chicago down here. So it was a pretty big leap of faith. And we're the ones that are going to reap the benefits over it. So he's pretty excited. His family is. He's got a couple, he's got three young, beautiful kids uh, at home. They got a school. They finally moved in a house. So it's, uh, I'm just real happy. And selfishly, I just like hanging out with the guy. And I know everybody in the office is starting to, uh, get to know him and understand him. He's, yeah, like I said, he's a, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, he's got a smile on his face all the time. He's been really, really working hard. So it's, it's, it's fun to see from my perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and before I kick it over to Jason, I do have to ask, have you ever seen a collegiate, not just University of Michigan team, but a collegiate team have as much talent as they do up there? Well, I'd like to think our 97 team did. <laughs> Anchored in the go- anchored in the pipes, of course, right? Well, well, no, we were. I didn't see too much action that year. I didn't think until we got to the tournament times. But 
Man, I was the five first round picks this year. We watched it with the associate head coach, with uh, two of my roommates, um, Billy McCall, who recruited every single one of those players, and uh, Dr. Chris Fox. It was, it was, it was just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, Mox had an idea, but he's like, man, imagine if we went four guys and go first top six, and then all of a sudden, you know, one, two, four, five. And, and it was, one of, the, one of the coolest memories, evenings that we had, we certainly celebrated. Uh, so to look at that team now with seven first-round picks plus a boatload of other talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there should be a camera following this team around, I think, to be honest. They're just uh, – there is nothing like it. Um, there's never been anything like it, and there probably never will be for a long time to have that many first-rounders, and on paper at least. But uh, just talent alone, like you said, it's um, pretty tough to beat, I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Jason. I want no, I no, had to get I'm, that in because it's pretty insane. It's great. Now I was gonna kind of shift it over to Texas hockey really quick. And what are you feeling like uh, the chances that another team in Texas could pop up, whether it be Houston, San Antonio, Austin? Uh, even? Well, I mean, Houston's such a big market. Um, it makes sense, okay. But I think the problem is, you know, our league really doesn't like moving cities, and nor should they. Um, you know, Phoenix has always been a hot topic, but that town, it's it's too big of a market as well. So, you know what? I'm just going to say we like being the only team in Texas, and let's just keep it that way, you know? We're not, no. we're not, we're not pushing for it. Sometimes, honestly, sometimes I think, hey, it'd be great to have a rival down in Houston, right? Um, that would be amazing. Uh, San Antonio, such a passionate fan base. You see it with the Spurs. I'm um, pretty sure they could probably support it. But um, Texas hockey's growing, and it's really growing mostly here in the DFW area with all of our star centers, our children's health star centers around the Metroplex. Uh, you People would probably wouldn't believe us if we told them how many boys and girls are playing the game, how many Division One athletes come out of the, the state um, over the last five to ten years. And it's, uh, uh, it's fun to be part of on a daily basis, uh, I'll tell you. So if another NHL team came here, it's great for our sport. Um, if not, don't worry, we can handle it on our own. Yeah, if you guys if you guys want to be AHL teams, like by all means, San Antonio can have theirs, and so can Houston. They can have their AHL teams back. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really helpful for our AHL team. Right now, we got no travel partners. Uh, nobody wants to come here and play. The AHL is yeah. just a tough business, but you know, whatever. We uh, we got a good minor league program going on right now in Austin. We've been competitive. That's we've been producing a lot of uh, good hockey players out of there. A lot of young ones. Our coverage are full again as Jim Neal, our general manager, would say. So uh, we feel good where the organization in the state of hockey is here in Texas. I was going to say, I think the Stars have done like a great job really digging in, like putting in a grassroots effort since and growing the game here, just kind of really contributing to ice hockey in Texas. It's been great. Yeah, yeah you're right, Jason. It's, it's, it's not a great business per se, right? You know, renting ice and having ice and a hot climate here in the South, but you know, at the end of the day, if hockey doesn't succeed, we're going to get blamed. If um, something goes wrong, we're going to be – fingers are going to be pointed at us. So mm-hmm. uh, hats off to our organization for saying, you know what, if, if that's going to happen, you might as well just take the – just do it. And we did it. And um, we're really starting to see, you know, from winning the Cup in 99 to the growth of hockey to the rinks, the coaches. Um, probably what doesn't get enough credit either is, is that in the early 2000s, there was more – pro hockey teams here in the state of Texas when the CHL, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, was really rocking. And uh, a lot of those Northern Canadian players that played in those leagues, uh, you know, 
found a girlfriend, wife, or just figured out that Texas is the place to be, and so they stayed. And so we, we do have some really good coaching around uh, the state, especially here with a lot of our clubs um, playing in and around the Star Centers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at uh, products, uh, you know, Seth Jones, who was born here in Arlington, but obviously kind of shifted around with his dad being in the NBA, but more more homegrown, like a guy like Blake Coleman, who was born in Plano, came up through the system and then really kind of, you know, butted into now a stu- uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion. So uh, uh, that being said, shifting over to, to your position, uh, obviously known for being a goaltender and, and one of the best, if not one of the, if not the best to come through the Dallas Stars system, uh, how has the, pos- the position evolved in your opinion Kind of since you, uh, you know, hung up the gloves and, and went over to the other side of things, how have you felt like the position has really evolved in your eyes? I mean, they were pretty big when I was playing, but they're they're all big now. It seems like, yeah. you know, the like you know Anton Hadovin with us. You know, he's my height, but he's a he's a tank. Uh, the guy moves mm-hmm. so great. Um, to position, you know, sometimes it's like, man, they all kind of look the same and play the same way, um, but maybe it's just me being jealous because these guys are so efficient. Their, their movement's so precise. Um, and they just, they put the percentages in their hands to make saves and uh, hugging the post or uh, using the, the, the net or the post when they're on their knees. I mean, it's just the way I didn't grow up playing. And so the, the way they move uh, with their new skates and the, and the, and the equipment is um, again, I don't know. I'm just not sure if I'm jealous or, or, or not, but uh <laughs> I'll tell you, these guys are, you know, they're good. They're, they're the save percentage average has grown. Uh, scoring chances of, uh, you know, since I retired, I've went up, um, kind of flatlined over the last few years, but it's still higher than when, you know, majority of, of my career. And the save percentage went up. So that says a lot about the athlete that is playing, um, the training and the edge work that they that they do do. Uh, most organizations have goalie coach up, a goalie coach in the minors. Most guys have their own goalie coach in the summer. Um, so it's big business as it should be. Um, the position is at an all time high in terms of how it's looked at and regarded. And, you know, you just look at the guy, the team that would just won two Stanley cups, you know, Dasha um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's the best in the world and he just won two Stanley cups. Is it an accident? Probably not. Um, the guy's pretty darn good. Yeah. I will say it's, it's ironic too, because you see a lot of NHL teams going with, you know, a one, a one B tandem, except for Tampa. Tampa's like, we've got the best in the world. We've got one AA. We don't need a one B. Yeah, we've got one. Uh, So it's kind of funny because you look at them kind of taking that uh, a little bit older approach of just one starting goalie that they ride throughout the entire season. And they're like, this is the guy no matter what. Uh, And it's obviously worked in their favor. Yeah. That's that's probably one other thing that's changed too. Obviously not him being the workhorse. I mean, you know, I was – on pace playing 70 games, you know, mm-hmm. in the bulk of my career, played 74 one year. Uh, that it's the opposite, you know, they're kind of looking at analytics and workload and all this other stuff. And I, I always just wonder, I'm like, you know, if you're not playing, do you have to practice? <laughs> yeah, because practice, <laughs> practice to me was harder. Um, you yeah. know, 45 minutes, but I mean, it is super intense and it's uh, just as tough on the body. A little less, uh, a little easier on the brain, but um, still tough nonetheless. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing you know the starting goalie play fifty four to fifty eight games, and that's kind of the norm now. That's that has been a big change, and you know just the way we grew up, and you know sitting beside Patrick Waugh or, or Dominic Hasek, um, these guys are just eight minutes. You know Berdur, you know play with him a couple of times, and for Team Canada, I mean these guys all they did was play, you know, and 
Mm -hmm. almost did need a backup. So that, uh, that mentality for most organizations has changed. And I'm like, I don't know if I can handle it, but you know, if the paychecks were coming in, probably would be just fine. (laughs) Well, I I know that, uh, one last thing before I kick it over to Jason, I know he's got a question on deck. Uh, do you feel like you, you could have elongated your career a little bit, uh, having that, that, that lighter workload that you see goaltenders have today? Because I think a lot of people, obviously, that listen to the show are hockey fans. They know the longevity of hockey players. You look at guys like Cordy Howe, prime example. But do you feel like you could have gone a couple more years in the league knowing that you wouldn't have had that 70, you know, 60, 70 game workload? No. No, not at all. I mean, I'm even if I thought 1% of me believes that, it's, it wasn't the body um, that deteriorated and it wasn't even so much the skill set. You know, you do get a little slower when you get older. It was just, you know, it was just the time, you know. My way I played wasn't efficient enough. And, um, you know, by the end when you're, when you're not playing, you're not motivated. The body was great. I, didn't, I don't think I missed one game in, in my 30s uh, to injury. Uh, never missed a game, missed a start, or even never missed a backup time. Um, here are the Stars, Blackhawks, or the Bruins. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 don't, I don't think that was the case. Um, you know, looking back, one of the things I'm most proud of is the, the work ethic, uh, the sacrifice you put in, the training, and the, um, knowing that the body, what you give to that, is going to give back to you. And uh, I certainly don't have any complaints. Um, you know, there's a chance to go play for other teams at the end. You know, maybe things could have been a little different. And sometimes you just need to find a team and, and, and get lucky and, um, and then just kind of run with it. But uh, that wasn't the case for me. But at the end of the day, looking back, I got, I got no regrets. I, I, think I, I think I won out on the on the luck side of the ledger for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of keeping on goalies, uh, have you kept up with the Corey Price situation and kind of what's your take on how he's handled it himself and, you know, kind of taking it on? Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm not um, – you know, I, 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 if I had to watch one goalie, it might probably be Carey. Um, mm-hmm. He's just so good. And uh, times I've been around him, he's just a, a great dude, great human being, um, pretty quiet guy off the ice. And so whatever whatever he's dealing with, I, I really don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just glad that uh, things have come to the forefront uh, in society and in sports to say, hey, you know, they got to take care of yourself. And and he is, and I'm proud of him for uh, you know for doing that and whatever's um, going on with him and uh, in his life that uh, he finds a, a happy place and and I like to to see him get back on the ice, but uh, it's, it's going to be sounds like it's going to be at his own terms and own speed. And um, you know we do encourage people that uh, you know life life is short and you know athletes have always been on a grind. Um, and, you know, as I said earlier, reti- retirement is hard. The statistics are brutal and uh, it does have a lot to do with, you know, just sucking it up and playing hurt and uh, giving everything you have to the sport that you love, even though it's professionally getting paid for. And then uh, when that bottom drops out from you, it's hard. And so if you can find a, a balance mentally uh, in your life while you're playing, um, all that are for it. And I got no problem with uh, him, him getting better. Yeah, I think it. I think it goes to show this the the character that 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 he has behind him. Especially, you know, a lot of people were saying that he essentially carried that Canadians team to the Stanley Cup final, and it just you don't realize how much of a, a mental tax it, it puts on a guy. 
but yeah, I think we, we definitely mirror the same sentiment of just taking care of yourself and make sure you get yourself, you know, yourself right. And if that means not playing, then by all means, take the time, be with family, go hunt, do what he does. You know, I know he likes to be outdoors. So switching it over to uh, the, the Dallas side uh, of hockey again, you know, a lot of people uh, we've been kind of pumping the tires on this episode here and there are, are excited to hear your take on the Dallas stars. As far as like your time with the team, can you, remember any or do you have a most eccentric player that you played with as far as like antics in the locker room or just you know personality on the ice we had fids on a couple quite a while back but uh, we asked him a little bit of the same thing and it always kind of seemed that he was one of the most eccentric guys that we've had on so curious to see who you have in mind as far as guys that you played with yeah. or if you want to say it's fids then by all means hey by all means go right ahead well um i don't think i ever played with fids <laughs> I mean, I've been around him lots. Yeah, he he, he is a beauty, but I'll, I'll I've been very fortunate and sometimes unfortunate to be around some of these, <laughs> some of these clowns. Um, I mean, that's it's the only thing you miss is you know these guys sometimes acting like idiots or or giving everything they have and just being in that locker room where everything's you know fair game and um, mm-hmm. keep everybody honest. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I play with a lot of um, knuckleheads, fun, funny, smart, super witty, um, and just downright crazy. A bunch of them. <laughs> uh, you know, Steve Ott always comes to mind when you talk about uh, personality. He's just man. He's uh, so there was something every day with him. Uh, it was always great. Aaron Downey, I always think, man, such as a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown Downs, man, he was such a storyteller. Um, he was just pure potato farmer. Uh, never wanted to give it up. Went back, tilled the land when he could um, before training camp and in, in, in the springtime. Uh, and so, you know, we had him. And I'll tell you, when my first when I first turned pro, um, I was in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We had some awesome dudes down there. Uh, Mel Mangler Anglestad, the only guy ever wore 69 in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, nice. he, he couldn't even play in the IHL. You know, he was brutal, but he was one of the toughest guys, if not the toughest guy I've ever been around. He was a street fighter before he was a hockey player. So the Mangler was great, and that 99 Cup team, man, what a what a privilege and an honor it was to be around them as a, as a black ace. And um, I mean, what if you just look up and down that roster? You just th- things you'll never see again to this day. I, you know, you, everybody remember Newendike and Madonna in the middle, and you know you're letting in Brett Hall scoring the goal, Eddie back there with Zuby and Hatcher, and Maffinchuk and Sidor. Like you know, we can go on and Ludwig, but you know the core of that team was those Luddies and you know Mike Keane, Brian Scrudlin, uh, I mean Dave Reed. I mean these these guys were all all stars at one point. You know, in their career, Sean Chambers was an unbelievable defenseman. He was just hanging on uh, in 99. Um, so the locker room was just it was an amazing place to be. It was so many old guys and leaders. And it was – anyway, so, for, I mean, Doug Litzer was like our eighth defenseman. I mean, Doug Litzer for the Rangers <laughs> and the Canucks was – I was so good, man. I grew up watching the guy. And I just got to hang out with him every day. And so, I mean, they're characters. They're hockey dudes. Um, but they were older. And, man, the – infinite wisdom that I gained and some of the things I heard were things you just can't forget. <laughs> yeah. And let's not forget the fact that Ludwig, when he plays in these charity games, still wears the gigantic shin pads that he wore back in the, uh, 
back in the old days. I, he has not hung those up. And in a in a in a sport where streamline seems to be the uh, the popular topic, he was not one of those guys. The bigger the shin pads, the better. <laughs> no, hey, there, there, there's no rules. Hopefully, the real ones are in the Hall of Fame, and he just got a second pair made up. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sent fake ones to the to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. You were kind of talking about the locker room there, and, and you mentioned uh, Downtown Downey. Are there any other nicknames like that that we need to be aware of uh, for all these guys? <laughs> downtown Downs was, um, I mean, we got we got a lot. Um, you know, I'm just. Or at least that can make it to air. I'm sure there's some that. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> trying to be. That stay in locker room talk. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, most hockey names just. You know, and in the Y or what they are, but uh, downtown was, I think, in, in, in my favorite ones are the ones that call themselves, and that was Downey. You know, he was downtown Downs, even though he's a potato farmer from, uh, you know, a few <laughs> hours outside Toronto. Uh, he was, uh, that was, he was, he was just so good, man. One time he jumped in the, wasn't going well in Anaheim in the playoffs, and he didn't know what to do or say, and usually he's not lost for anything. And I remember he just jumped in the, garbage can is full of tape and spit and tobacco uh head first right in there and just you know broke, broke the ice Gross. Everything <laughs> on and, uh, you, know, you know you you don't ask anybody to do it but not even saying it was going to work but you really trying anything to do for the guys and the team and yeah uh, and do your part so uh, if you wanted to be called downtown downtown it was uh, speaking of doing your part for the team, uh, there was a little incident with uh, a guy who ended up playing for the Stars for a little bit, Roman Polak, uh, when he was playing for the St. Louis Blues. On the bench, you were uh, noticing that there was a play play developing that you could take a little bit of advantage of with him leaning on the door. What was running through your head? You, this is when you were with the Blackhawks where you opened the door on the bench and he just kind of left the ice spiritually and physically for a moment because uh, I guess the door had a <laughs> malfunction behind him what are your thoughts on that uh that historic moment well it wasn't too historic but uh i was i was fond of the moment although I, there was a split second there his, his eyes had a different sparkle in him when he looked back at me, like he wanted to hit me. <laughs> i knew he was a big guy and i didn't know he was that big and ripped and chiseled uh, until he started playing for the stars here and i saw him in the locker room one day and I was like, Oh, that would, that would probably went went <laughs> well for me. But, um, yeah, probably what, what probably happened, I can't say a hundred percent correlation to this, that, you know, earlier in the year when I was playing a lot of the games as a starter for the Hawks, um, Nicholas Yarmelson and Duncan Keith for that matter, but Yarmelson used to ice the puck all the time. I'm like, this guy leads the league in icings and Quinville loved him. Put him out there. He blocked shot. He's a warrior and penalty kill. And so this particular play in the second period, um, Pollock for the Blues, I iced the puck, and it was kind of a bonehead play. And, and uh, you just see kind of slumped shoulders back yeah. and was leaning on the boards, thinking of like, oh, that was really dumb, which, you know, you know Nicholas never did. He just thought icing was cool. And um, so Pollock, <laughs> I'm like, this guy's rolling down. He's rolling down. Oh, my God. Like, never, <laughs> I never had this opportunity to open the door and let someone kind of fall through. Never once thought that, you know, maybe he would get hurt um, or anything. And, yeah, he ended up catching himself after a little startle. And um, he looked at me like he wanted to kill me. And then he's gotten embarrassed. <laughs> we got embarrassed. We laughed. And I was like, all right. And I, I apologized. I was like, oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't see you Oh, there. man, sorry. And then, uh, you know, typical Canadian moment. And 
And then he went, felt shame and went back there. And I, w- I would love to say we ended up scoring on him, but I'm, I don't remember what happened for him for icing the puck. But uh, I got him on that moment. Yeah, he's uh, he's built like a Street Fighter character for those oh, who yeah. aren't aware. Uh, but uh, shifting to uh, shifting to today's game and, and today's team because you're around the team more than more than most as far as like game days go. Obviously, last season was 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 kind of a, a snafu one off because you know travel and, and and it was all condensed and those weeks missed because of COVID and the storm. How do you feel about this upcoming season? Obviously, with the opening night roster being announced and, and cap space being just like a chess game. Uh, how do you feel about the the core group of the team now that they're all healthy going into next season? You know, obviously with the exception of Ben Bishop. You know, it's it's a good question. I and just I gotta say, you know, I agree. Last year was a snafu. Kind of anything that could have went wrong did. Just mm-hmm. that's not the way our team's built to play four games and six nights, six times in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a COVID bout beginning, one in the middle, missing all those players. But, you know, you know, I always kind of look at things fairly, I believe. And, and you know, some of those things in the year before where we were reeling in the regular season, COVID came and stopped, stopped our sport and then resumed, you know, just ready for the playoffs. And by winning percentage, we end up in the top three, top four, uh, no, top three. And then um, didn't look good in the first round. All of a sudden, went to Stanley Cup final. So yeah. when some things don't work your way, and then some things do, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. And so we're not, you know, we just knew we could have been better last year. So we think we got a great team. I, I think we got a great team. Um, starts on our D, adding Suter. You know, you go Suter, Lindell, Miro, and, and John Klingberg, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. talk about minutes being eaten. Um, you know, Suter. To me, is a goalie's dream, right? He's, he just plays pretty close to perfect specimen um, when he's on the ice. Perfect pass, finishes, always in the right spot. Um, there's a reason why there's a long lineage of suitors to uh, play professional professional hockey. Um, and seemingly, and seemingly a good guy in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, up front, too. Got healthy, you know. Snaggy's back, and Benner looks good, and he's moving awesome. Um, but we got a lot of young guys, too. Group A should be Hopefully we'll stay healthy and mm-hmm. our guys have rocket out there like Gary Onoff and Pav still seems to be going. Plus we got a sprinkle of other guys. And now I was, I remember the first two games Robertson played last year. I was like, was he, was he this good? You know, is it just kind of flash in the pan? <laughs> Cause I didn't know. I mean, I've watched him before and, and um, I was like, man, this is going to be a heck of a season. It's just, it's too bad. We didn't give a guy like that. who was on fire a chance to play in the playoffs. Uh, like, like Jamie, you know, he's built for the playoffs, but uh, I think Robo is going to go off this year, and continue with his stellar play. And then, you know, goaltending wise is your guys as good as mine. Um, we signed, <laughs> oh, Hopi. we signed Hopi. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll get the first crack at being the guy. Doby's been a warrior. He's always enjoyed challenges. He's been a, a great one, a and a one B, um, you know, Jake probably is odd man out because he's so young, but which is fine. You know, goalies do mature a little bit late. He just played really well for us last year. Just a ton of shootout overtime losses that hurt. But anyway, this year I think we'll be good. We've got a tough division. Almost every team could win it, maybe a minus one team. And um, uh, it'll be fine. I'll tell you, looking really forward to seeing our fans back in the American Airlines Center. Uh, 18 and a half thousand going strong, cheering on the guys, getting a chance everybody oh, yeah. to see 
can't wait to see those uh, neon black jerseys uh, when the crowd's full, also the white ones for that matter. And, uh, you know, just, just getting back to feel like a little bit of normalcy with a, with a pretty exciting team that I think our fans will be pumped to get back and watch. Any messages for the fans that you want to share? You know, <laughs> yeah. On our, our... I look forward to seeing everybody, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I did say, I, I did have to say, uh, I, I spoke with, uh, I'm sure you're very aware of her. Lindsay told me to tell you hi. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. That was really all she had to say for me. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and and, her and, and yeah, her and Jordan are always very rambunctious. And uh, for those listening, <laughs> I'm sure both of them are listening. Uh, if you don't know them, you'll hear them. Uh, oh, let's yeah. just put it like that. Uh, I'll just, I mean, I probably won't hear them this year because we're, well, we'll have a full house almost every night. But uh we got great fans. We really do. And, you know, those two as well, you know, Lindsay's uh, always fun to see. Um, but it's great. It's just good to get back at the, at the arena, um, seeing everybody. I mean, our, our people that work there, security, event staff, just, um, you know, get back at it, get the excitement going. Last year was tough because the way we played and nobody was in the building and things were a little bit different. But, um, man, we got – we just got such great loyal fans, and so I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again downtown. Even at yeah, the I, preseason game, we were pretty rambunctious, I would say. We were there last Thursday against the Avs, and that was a great. It game. was pretty loud with a, a not even 100% capacity house. It was a lot of fun. Well, it certainly feels louder because of what we were experiencing, you know, last season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, th- I just think it's from that. Yeah, I think opening night is just going to be. Uh, it's going to feel just crazy because, you know, yeah. we haven't felt that in a long time. And I mean, just over a year ago, it's weird to even say that it feels like three years ago, that we were mm-hmm. in the Stanley cup finals. So, uh, I, I think we're yearning for more and uh, everybody's excited to get out and see, you know, get in there and feel a little cold weather, put on a sweater, put on a Jersey and, uh, start cheering on the boys again. Kind of speaking on jerseys. Uh, I mean, you kind of talked about the neon green one and, and the green and black one in the, in the, Reverse retro there. Uh, do you have a current favorite of the uh, the stars lineup? Yeah. Why is it? Uh, and why was it the Mooderist back in the day? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I can defend the Mooderist conceptually. It was genius. Um, yeah. You know, someone called it something. Oh, yeah. that just totally... it's fake surprise possession back there. I I love it. The custom Mooderist sits behind me on the wall and watches <laughs> over me, make sure I'm okay. It is a. I think it was a great jersey. Mister Hicks doesn't get enough credit, but uh, and the current lineup. Uh, I'm a little bit torn. You know, my favorite one's the, just the regular green one. I just think it pops. A um, mm-hmm. little, little sad because I never played for this logo. So this doesn't feel the same as, a, you know, if an organization has been around for, you know, we're closing in on uh, three decades. Um, mm-hmm. I do like, I mean, the reverse retro one because it has our old logo. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's just a lot of white when it's on the ice. It's... Um, kind of tough to see sometimes but I, I really think that i'm not a big black jersey person but with the neon green man it looks fabulous on the ice it looks great on fans it looks great in the hangar where we sell it and uh you know sometimes at the beginning we wish we just would order more we could have we could have sold a lot a lot more but uh, we, we got a good lineup uh, we got some good colors and not too many people have green so we get to own it and rock it i bought a rope hence blackout the day they released mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Patrick was, was pretty on, on board of it from the from the get go. Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite. Also, 
it it took a while for me to grow onto it. Like I, I had to see it in person. And I was yeah. like, okay, hold on. This I watch. Uh, this I watch. Really Tron, I watch. Good. I watch Tron a lot just to kind of get pumped up for those games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really gets that me was, going. That's that's what it was. But you know, it's the skyline Dallas. You know, little mm-hmm. neon green. So it's yeah, really knocked it out of the park with that one. It was almost. You know, the league wanted one, we wanted one, and kind of came back to back of those jerseys. Uh, wish we would have spread them out. But guess what? Probably another one coming out soon. It's true. Right? Yep. They've been uh, tossing around the idea. Obviously, there was quite a few uh, shekels lost in the mix whenever we didn't have full capacity. So I've seen the story. They're probably going to do them again. And I'm sure fans will probably complain about them once again, like they did with the reverse retro last time. <laughs> so um, speaking of gear, and I, I hate to steal Jason's question, but I, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Actually, you know what, Jason, take this question because I know this is this is uh, near and dear to, to Marty's heart as far as gear goes. Yeah, I was going to say, you've always had some pretty sick designs for your uh, goalie helmets. Uh, do you have a personal favorite of from when you played here? Um, that's a good one. You know, I don't think I've ever been asked. Personal favorite. Uh... I mean, if I had them in front of me, I got most of the years. Um, I it was one of a few that always had the home and away jerseys. So I would have had to have four with our current lineup. Would have been fun to have yeah. all four of my rockers. Sudsy <laughs> would have been throwing a fit. Actually, he never throws a fit, but would have been a little harder work for Denny and him. You know, Dave Art, David, David Gunnarsson, my my guy from Stockholm that was painting them. I probably want to – my guess is 07, 08 year, uh, maybe 08, 09. I'd have to look at it. It was amazing. After that, they, they were almost getting too detailed as, as the evolution of the Gargoyles went on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, the Blackhawks one were awesome. I mean, the Blackhawks jerseys are so- – That's kind of – that's that was – I hate saying it. That was always one of my favorites was that one that you had in Chicago there. It was, yeah. it was beautiful it was, there. We had we had a third jersey too, you know, with the primitive uh, hawkhead and mm-hmm. and uh, you know the gargoyles. They were primitive and they were old and from uh, kind of like a '30s theme. They had the top hat, the Tommy gun, and the old crank cars in the in the background and smoking a stogie and to look like you know these Very old Chicago. Gargoyles. Oh, it was just <laughs> it was it was great but uh brent seabrook's got that at his house i probably need to go steal it back from him <laughs> yeah i think uh stars fans uh, are, are kind of i mean obviously there's there's a plethora of, of fantastic designs uh, in the league today and, and when you and, and belfort are both in the leagues but it, it for for the stars fans to have that the gargoyle uh you know preceded by the the eagle it just we're really lucky as far as stars fans go to have just such iconic characters on the helmets. Um, but as far as we've got like one or two more questions, I do have to ask because like I said, we did have fids on um, and this is months ago, but the George Strait concert, he, he asked if we ever got you on to bring this up. Uh, what was your experience with the George Strait concert? Because Fids was telling us that there was a cowboy hat involved that he may have gotten a hold of and that it was just a whole, it was a, it was a night in itself. Uh, it was, it was a night for him, but it was a day for my wife, Kelly and I, this is the part that Fids always leaves out. We, we, <laughs> we, we were there with the VA, with the VIP passes, um, into little losers down at AT&T stadium. I think we were there by 4 PM, um, that day, our, our good friend and, and, and Burns and Christie's friend too, EJ Burness, 
um, you know, he's a country music guy. Anyway, we were there early and we were having a great time. And, and uh, someone gave us six row uh, seats of the concert. And there was only three of us, EJ and Kelly and I. And, and uh, EJ is just, he's the nicest in the man. And he ended up biting fiddlers down. And at one point, EJ couldn't sit with us. Security's like, that's four seats, five people. And, and EJ, he knows this, he could do it. Anyway, he, by the end of the concert, EJ kept telling me, he's like, man, I'm going to catch this hat. And I'm like, like, what hat? Who's throwing a hat? I don't understand. <laughs> and I, I didn't know that George threw his hat at the, at the end of every concert. And, you know, the stage for the Cowboy Rides Away tour um, rotated and probably rotated 320, 230 degrees, almost full tilt around. And in the last, very last concert or song, it started on the opposite side and, and it would finish on the rotation to us and, and being six row and I'm just staring at it. And then, you know, he's strumming it and standing ovations and he throws the hat. I mean, it is coming right at me and uh, curves a little bit. EJ goes up, Vern goes up. And anyway, as you can imagine, the hockey player comes up with the hat and it wasn't just the two of them. My, <laughs> Kelly was, I mean, I, Kelly was on the ground, took me, you know, a minute to realize she's down there and scraped her out of the pile. And, and uh, I just saw Vern come up with the hat in his hand. And it was, it, was, it, it didn't even dawn on us like how crazy the moment was. There was a million people coming up to us, some with money, wads of money. Um, Vern was taking pictures with people, putting on their heads. And then finally EJ looked at me and he's like, man, we, gotta, we probably should get him out of here. And so, um, we got a whole security guys we knew, and we we're like, "Hey, we took him back to the bar where, you know, cool people were hanging." And uh, I remember the Hall of Fame, like, well, the Country Music Hall of Fame or Country Music something came up into the bar behind the in the bowels of the arena, looking for Vern, found him. It was like that hat belongs in the Hall of Fame. He's like, "I don't think so." <laughs> that's, that's my hat. So, uh, so he's got it somewhere. I don't know where he keeps it, but. Um, uh, it's a great story, but it's a really cool hat, you know, signed. And I guess he, George does it every concert. I've only been to a few, and I don't know if mm -hmm. I've ever noticed him throwing the hat or was close enough before. But, um, you know, Vern, Vern never thanks us, but he should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we shared that with uh, Selena Ray, and she gave us her George Strait story. It seems like there's a, there's a George Strait story with most Dallas Stars uh, players or, or personalities in the past. So it's pretty cool to – to have that leverage overall. But yeah, I, I really want to thank you again for your time. Uh, there's anything that you want to, you know, say to the fans that are listening as far as, you know, Kingsville brewery or, or Dallas stars, uh, by all means, you know, the mic is yours. Oh, well, uh, first and foremost is thanks for having me. It's a ton of fun. You guys are, you guys are great. Uh, the game of hockey, the brands, our fans, um, we're, we're in a great position here and the Dallas stars are leading the way. I'm just really proud to be in the organization and being drafted in 1994 kind of makes me feel old, but uh, man, I've been just kind of been paying attention to this organization pretty much since day one. And um, yeah, I'm going to be prouder and happier. And, and you know, the Kingsville breweries, I just feel like it's uh, very similar to myself, you know, Canadian born and uh, kind of Texas raised. And so we're going to, get this brand down here, a really good beer, uh, eventually, hopefully sooner than later, start brewing it here. So it'll be become a Texas, uh, beer with some Canadian roots. And so, uh, it's mirrored myself in many ways. And I've had a great opportunity as a player, um, now as a fan, as a staff, it's, 
you know, the foundation president to get a chance to meet a lot of great people and get in and out of our community. Um, you know, we really don't think there's any better place to, uh, to live and have a family and be in sports and be entrenched in the, in the city that uh, within you live. So this is, this is a great state. So I just more or less say, um, you know, kind of thanks for having me and uh, the little best part of what we do in Canada is, is play hockey, but also uh, make and drink beer. And so bringing that down here has been a, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's going to hopefully continue to be a fun wild ride. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time. I do actually have one more question. Uh, I don't know if Patrick was going to ask this, but we are Maybe. called Wada Hockey. Uh, we do have a, a lineage to a certain fast food restaurant. Um, and, and speaking of, you've been here for however many years now. You've got to at least have tried Whataburger. And if not, do you have a go-to Whataburger order? Um, you know, my wife's laughing right now. She knows the answers. No, I don't have a Whataburger <laughs> order. <laughs> uh, have I been there? Of course. You know, even though they sold out to Chicago-based company, I still consider them Texas. Um, yeah, we close our, our ears to that. Yeah, it, it is ours. You know, I, I agree. But when we were younger and playing, and after Lower Greenville or Deep Elm, we always found our way to to a water burger. Um, probably the story my wife doesn't want me to tell is uh, <laughs> some late night, some late night, not feeling too good water burger <laughs> stories, but. Uh, <laughs> They're paper. We've all been there. Yeah, they're yeah. paper bags. They don't hold, you know, chunks pretty well. <laughs> Found out the, uh, <laughs> the hard way those days. Uh, but it's good, man. I mean, Texas has got a lot of iconic things, and uh, Whataburger's just as infamous as the next. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you again so much for your time. Uh, I, on behalf of uh, Jason, Patrick, and myself, uh, we hopefully look forward to uh, running into you at one of the Stars games pretty soon. Yeah, I usually I'm all over the place. Uh, JD Club. I mean, they had it. They had we had Kingsville in there last year, and uh, the Lexus Bar up top. Um, Gene and Leah were slinging them for me. So, I'll, I mean, I see everybody in that building. I put on three, four, five miles a night. Um, it's just great. I look really looking forward to get back at it. Uh, so, thank you, Fink, Jason. You're great, man. Thanks for all the questions. It's a ton of fun, Patrick. Appreciate you too, pal. For sure. Thanks awesome. for your time, man. It was a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. So, thanks for uh, sorry it took me a while to get on earlier, but uh, well worth it. No worries. <laughs> if you at need all. help uh, distributing Kingsville and Chicago area, I got a buddy. He does. Oh, you he know, does we got you know a guy. For Garrison oh, Brothers. Yeah. You got a guy in Chicago? All right. I, I got a guy up there. Yeah. <laughs> I got a guy. His name's Wurtz. You ever hear of him? <laughs> they distribute. Awesome. We'll get you there. All right. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, you have Marty. A good one. Thanks. And once again, we want to say thank you to Marty for taking the time out of his night to uh, kind of sit and chat with us about what's going on with him, Kingsville Brewery, the Dallas Stars, his time with the NHL. Um, obviously, just super pumped to get him on the show and, and have a conversation with him. Uh, so, guys, I feel like we're just we're killing it right now. The momentum is just working out in our favor. If you're listening at this point, thank you so much uh, for, for tuning in. If you have anyone that you want us to interview that you may have conversations with online, shoot them our way. Shoot them our logo. The logo is everything. So, guys, uh, how are we feeling after that? That was a pretty surreal little interview we just did. We've interviewed a lot of cool people, and that was no exception. <clears throat> I mean, if you had told me, what, a year ago? We hadn't even Almost started. like a year ago today. Oh, shit. It, it actually was a year is ago. Is it really? Wow, time flies. Wow. Time is, this a, is this the is this the year anniversary of water hockey being created? 
hold please no because this is this is what 45 and we do one a week well yeah but, we but were for a while a we were doing sh- one every two yeah we were a little shaky warriors at first like drake said uh, shaky warrior you know what quick quick scroll back hold on episode one november 15th we got we got a little bit okay, okay so yeah, we, we got, got about a month we got about a month all right if you're listening we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get with someone and and put together a special little uh little one-year episode anniversary so just i'm uh, just saying i texted a pretty solid idea well i just want to say it's been a blast so far and we can definitely get together and and figure out something for the the year anniversary episode or or do something outlandish so stay tuned for that can i have just like 25 seconds for a little mini sassy synopsis if 25 we haven't we haven't we haven't had one in a while hey I'm going to rise from the ashes like a beautiful phoenix, but fuck Yahoo and their auto-draft <laughs> algorithms. I was what? busy, and my entire bench, including three IR spots, is injuries. Not just One of injuries, which is Jack IR. IR injuries, not like day to day. three IR spots, and they're all full. <laughs> I'm not going to let it keep me down because I can't do worse life. <laughs> on, let's, let's be real. Yeah. I can do as bad as last year, which was dead last, but not a great start. I got to really hit the waiver wire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my synopsis for the week. It's until maybe until we have uh, more hockey centric synopsis next week. Oh, there will definitely be plenty of room for that. Uh, yeah. Well, with that being said, there's only one thing left to do, and I think you just kind of exuded what you need to let everyone know. So, Patrick. It's my residual state. Optimism and sassiness. Stay sassy. Love it. And all the french fries just need to stay moist at all times. Stay moist at all times. Moist fries. And <laughs> last but certainly never least, we are back and we are so back, but don't ever, for any reason, let anyone tell you or make you think to forget your term or tattoos. 